Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. Hi there, I'm Lawrence Delalio, host of the Evening Standard Rugby Podcast, brought to you in partnership with QBE Business Insurance. The show is available to listen to now and across the Six Nations as Europe's elite go head-to-head in rugby's oldest international competition. Each week, we'll be looking at the QBE predictor, which forecasts the results of each round of matches. QBE is one of the world's leading insurers, and they will help your business build resilience through risk management and insurance solutions. Subscribe now and download wherever you get your podcasts. As always, thanks for listening. From the Evening Standard in London, I'm David Marsland and this is The Leader. You know how it is, you spend ages crafting a beautiful CV, then hours on an outstanding cover letter. Send it off, hope no one notices that typo you've just spotted seconds after hitting send, and then spend the next few days constantly refreshing your emails, waiting to find out if you've got an interview. All too often, that email simply never comes. And there's a particular problem if you're a young person looking for work in London. So it's an interesting conundrum because we've had a lot of recent publicity about job vacancies hitting a record high. But how many of our listeners know that in London, more than one in five young people are unemployed and cannot get a job? David Cohen is our investigations editor. Today, in a joint investigation by The Standard and The Independent, we've spoken to young people at the sharp end who've taken us into their world, and we've spoken to experts who help us understand how these apparently contradictory facts can both be true at the same time. An excess of jobs and a shortage of jobs. I was applying for loads of jobs, just looking for anything, and I just was inside for a year not doing anything, and I didn't want to do anything because I was so scared of everything and anything. 23-year-old Paolo reckons he sent 4,000 applications over two years from his home in Stratford. He got just seven interviews and no job. It's hard because you can't just rely on your family or your friends to finance you. And when you're trying to get a job, you're trying to progress, move up a chain and be independent. It's kind of demoralising. The more you look, the worse you feel about yourself. And it just leaves you kind of thinking, am I not good enough? Is there something I'm missing? Why haven't I got an interview? Why haven't I gotten anywhere with this place? Rejection, particularly on that scale, can feel personal. What have I done wrong? But here's the thing, in London, this city that thrives upon, depends upon young people, he's not alone. Well, I've been applying for, for a job since I got made redundant last November. It's been a job in itself, really. Gary is 29. He writes 30 applications a week. He thinks he's sent one and a half thousand in the last year since COVID took his job at a restaurant. It was a kick in the teeth, really, because I just thought at the time when I was told I was going to be made redundant, that I thought 
I'm gonna have a whole load of hassle trying to find work again. It's it's not my confidence. London has the worst rate for youth unemployment in the United Kingdom, with 21% jobless. That's five times the national average. And it comes despite there being a record number of vacancies in Britain. 1.2 million were available in October. Clearly, there's a mismatch. How can both those figures be true at the same time? It's not easy, David, to discern exactly why London is the worst hit. I think it has something to do with the kind of jobs that we have here, the hospitality, the travel, the kind of jobs that were lost and then are now coming back, but with young people at the back of the queue. And then the reasons why young people are so badly hit, I think this is where some of our experts have some interesting things to say. Now with the pandemic, you've got such a combination of factors. Our young people's disadvantage has deepened um, and you've got two years of increased competition for entry-level roles. Polly Hughes is the spokesperson for City Gateway, a charity in East London supporting hundreds of disadvantaged young people into work every year. So what insight does Polly bring to the problem and why is it worse than London? You've got two years of school leavers, graduates. We've also got older workers coming back into the labour market. And so a competition of double layers of school leavers and graduates and older workers returning to the labour force, there's increased competition for those entry-level positions and it's impacting most those who are at the start of their career with the least qualifications, the least work experience. Um, and when you lay a disadvantage on top of that, it becomes harder still. It gives me great pleasure to call to deliver his budget statement, Mr Chancellor of the Exchequer. But this was supposed to be a problem already identified and being solved. Today, I'm announcing the Kickstart Scheme, a new programme to give hundreds of thousands of young people in every region and nation of Britain the best possible chance of getting on and getting a job. Chancellor Rishi Sunak's £2 billion kickstart scheme launched in September 2020 and it funds employers to hire under 25-year-olds on universal credit at minimum wage. There were 250,000 roles to be filled, just 100,000 have been. It's been criticised, amongst other things, for not being value for money by a cross-party Lords Committee and the National Audit Office. It closes in March next year. Here's David Cohen again. The scheme was hampered by poor design and actually, bizarrely, deterred medium and small-sized businesses from participating. There were belated modifications, but not enough, and the take-up has been disappointing. Steve Haynes is the Director of Public Affairs for Impetus, a group that helps charities transform the lives of disadvantaged youth. So over the past 18 months, young people who would normally have been leaving education and moving into work experience, getting that first rung on the job ladder, uh, are often those who were the first to be laid off. Um, they often have the least experience to be able to engage in the job market. So what we're seeing is that young people haven't got the experience to uh, or essential skills to engage in the jobs that are available 
for them. So a significant proportion of young people aren't work ready and they're not getting the support they need to be able to have the skills and confidence required to start out in work. It's not just the workplace that's being affected. Young people without jobs, without disposable incomes to go out and fill a city's nightclubs, venues, just go shopping, leaves an economic scar across the city. Well, this is, this is both dire for the young people and for London. It, it impacts our economy, it impacts their economy, and it impacts their sense of hope, their sense of where they want to live, their sense of a, a kind of a future they can make. And um, although we haven't actually interviewed any young people who've left London, it is remarkable how they keep trying, they keep going, they keep applying, despite the no-entry signs. Since these interviews were recorded, Paolo has landed an apprenticeship as a business administrator. Derry is still to find a job. You can read more from David Cohen in the Evening Standard newspaper or online at standard.co.uk where you'll also find our video feature with more from Paolo and Derry. The Leader Podcast is back tomorrow at 4pm. Listener.